This is a Capricorn FM podcast. We've got uh, Professor Umpemetsi Sibanda, who is Professor of Law and the Executive Dean of the Faculty of Management at the University of Limpopo. Prof, good evening. Welcome to Progressive Talk. Good evening, sir. Good evening, good evening. I wish I had asked you to listen through and you would have picked up some of the engagements we've had and, and, and where we're coming from. But I, I hope I'm able to, I'll, I'll generally be able to carry them through. Because obviously there are questions that arise from the Concord ruling. Uh, generally speaking, many are saying the Concord ruling um, is very important. It was very strong, decisive, and it indicates the constitution of the country reigns supreme. What is your take from all of that? I also believe that this is one of the most important judgments of the court to date involving the former state president and also very decisive. In fact, this is what we have been lagging since the beginning of the Jacob Zuma contempt of court proceedings. Mm. Although, of course, from my point of view, it is not the way I expected the judgment to go because I was expecting a suspended you know, sentence basically in the way that the, the minority judges or dissenting judges uh, are viewing this as, the, as, as, as a perfect judgment in their view that is a, a, a cohesive uh, uh, judgment. Mm. And in terms of the minority, so there's the minority and the majority uh, judgments and they present issues that raises questions. What is your take on the minority judgment? Yes, in fact, they present very important issues raising several questions. Mm. To start with, you you realize that even you know the the, the spokesperson of the Juma Foundation has already aligned himself to the minority judgment mm. because when you, you you read through the judgment, basically say that now this is uh, one of the the most unconstitutional judgment by the Constitutional Court in the manner in which the judgment was arrived at, particularly that the court elected to send in without an option of a fine or a, a, a suspended sentence. And then I, I, when I said that now, my, my view was that now there's going to be, you know, a, a sentence, of course, suspended on condition that now President Jacob Zuma goes back to the Zondo Commission to finish the testifying because then that's another important part that is lacking in, 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 in the judgment. Although the minority judgment is not exactly basing its, uh, its, its dissent judgment on the fact that now it has been given a further opportunity or a last opportunity to go back to the or to the Zondo Commission. Mm. But then I don't really think I, I agree with the reasons for the minority judgment. For instance, when they say that, when you read through the judgment, that the judgment in the majority seems to suggest that constitutional rights and privileges can be waived. But then the problem here is if the, the person who has a who is bestowed with the rights, mm. does not exercise the rights, mm. decides really to let go of the rights. What more can be done by a legal system? That's where I, I tend to disagree with them. Because there are those that are arguing that some of his rights were taken from him. Uh, a right he would have exercised at the Zondo Commission had the matter not gone straight to the Concord uh, and, and other rights. But you are making another point that when he decides not to exercise these rights, what else can be done? So are you saying there was a predicament presented by his non-participation that the court has to contend with? I, I think when, when we, again, when you, from the beginning of the judgment, mm. uh, Chief, the acting Chief Justice 
Francis Kampepe was very really meticulous and it took time to explain to say that now we do have a, a, the, the individual here who has not been responsive given ample several opportunities to come to the court to take his side of the story fail to do so not just failing mm. openly defying the court and even by saying in fact he is awaiting and prepared to go to to jail so when you look at that then you realize that this was always going to go that particular way mm. i think there's something that's quite interesting when you go through the judgment the judgment of uh, Justice Theron mm. uh, starts uh, with uh, the, the dissenting one, starting with a, a quotation from the Supreme Court of the U.S. Mm. That basically also speaks to unconstitutional or judgment that are going to be regarded as, as abhorrent mm. in the future. But then when you look at the majority judgment by Justice Campepe, mm. Justice refers to, as the first part, Koti, goes to the statement by the former state president, Nelson Mandela, when he was basically speaking to the judges at the inauguration, saying to them that now they do have a duty to uphold and to protect the laws of the country. So for me, that was very telling. The two different quotations used by the two different, you know, opposed <laughs> judgments. There's a question that's coming from one of our listeners. I'm going to couple it with one that I had. It says, my question to a law expert is, does, does this Concord judgment means Jacob Zuma will no longer appear before the commission or he will still appear? And that is from Shoti Sinyol. I think at the core of this also was the matter about the cohesive or punitive measures because the cohesive one suggested that you give him an opportunity to, to, to go back in there. But the punitive one suggested that there isn't an expectation. I think the, the the, the, the word used was that he's been recalcitrant. So there is an expectation that he will ever comply with that. I, I, how do you answer that question? I think you, you, you make a good legal expert because what you've just said is basically the position here. The majority judgment in a way closed that particular opportunity for the former state president to go back to the Zondo Commission. Unless if really for some particular process Justice Zonda, the commission, uh, uh, says that we want still Zuma to come to us, even from the, the prison cells. The minority judgment was exactly what it was expecting to happen. Mm. You say, give a conditional judgment and also allow the particular process or what caused the contempt to be rectified. But then remember, Justice uh, Kampembe was very cynical, uh, sorry, was, was, was very skeptical mm. in her view to say that now. I, he did not see Justice, sorry, uh, 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 President Zuma going back or willingly going back to the commission. In fact, according to him, they, they, they reached a dead point. Mm. There is a deadlock there. Okay. And the, the other issue, and I'm going to try and bring it from where I understand it comes from, the other issue that those that are asking, does this judgment cost him his benefits as a former state president, his pension and so on? And it breaks down to, is this a criminal matter or a civil matter? So is contempt of court in this nature a criminal matter or a civil matter? Does it affect his pension or it's something that someone may have to make an application for that to apply? And someone was saying there is actually in contempt, there is civil contempt and, civil contempt and criminal contempt. Help 
help us educate us and as far as that goes. The only issue of the benefits of the president, remember the same thing, I just want to couple this with, for instance, when a judgment disqualifies one from further participating in the political decision, but not being in government, you know, that is a two-year sentence and you are not allowed to go further. Mm. So one should also consider the length of the judgment. It is basically one year, one year, 15 months, one year, three months. And then looking at it, one has one is really yet to, to to get around the very same issue of is this judgment then a watershed moment of saying withdrawing all the benefits of him as the state president because as we speak once he gets in there mm. then he has he is he, 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 a, a, a criminal offender mm. is in court mm. so I, I would not really want you to, to get on to that because one still has to, to understand exactly what do I, what does the, the benefits rules as they currently stand yeah. say with regard to such minor or short-term offenses. You know when you say minor or, or, or short-term offenses, I wonder if um, the weight of criminality and this sounds too layman, the weight of criminality if there's a weight in criminality and I understand of course there would be so-called minor offenses, that's why we have others that can be easily pardoned and excused and so on or they can have different sentences so so where does this fall? Yeah, maybe let, let me correct my, myself here. Okay. Uh, uh, sorry, okay. a, a minor sentence, not a, an offense. Yeah. Because an, I mean, the offense against the dignity of the court is one of the, the greatest offenses that can ever be committed against the court. That is exactly what Jesse Campetta said. This is basically one of the most egregious form of offenses against the court because then it sort of took away the integrity, it took away... Uh, the legitimacy of the constitutional court mm. as the court or as the apex court of the country. So uh, one really should uh, should not uh, get into that particular discussion of saying this particular offense is minor or this one it is not. Although, of course, when mm. you come to the sentencing processes in the South African criminal justice system, mm. that plays a very critical role. For instance, you are not going to throw... Uh, into jail, a child who stole a, 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 a seven seven hundred fifty you know sweet in a shop mm. because it is a very a minor or a very trifling kind of an offense. Okay. But in the end, it is still an offense. Um, our listener here and, and um, setter of the conversation we've, we've had to a certain degree wants to know. So there are a few questions that he asks. He says, any conviction in the court of law is called a criminal conviction. There's nothing called a contempt uh, conviction. He is now a criminal convict. So he says, may you please ask him if Zuma is now a convicted criminal or not? The answer is yes, he's now a convicted criminal. So if, if he's a convicted criminal, then um, I wonder the debate around whether he loses his pension or not because whether it, it, it makes the conversation obvious, what happens there? But I remember also, you know, this issue of the contempt, when you go through the judgment, I think mm. even be between the, 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 the majority and the majority judgment, yeah. there was an issue. Would you regard this as a, a civil or, you know, a criminal contempt, uh, contempt of court? Mm. And then they, 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 it, it, is, it is a little bit clouded, the discussion that happened between the two opposing uh, judge, the judgment there. But then at the end, really, there mm. is a conviction, mm. and then this goes to a hence a, a criminal sentence is going to be to be served the, by, by, mm. by former President Jacob Zuma. Again, I think you are going back to the issue really of mm. of his benefits as the state president. Okay, yeah, that will really determine what happens moving forward. 
in terms of that. So, so and, and, you know, they've read it out. And so there's nothing in as far as they go more to explain, unfortunately, for us. Because it does seem, and I get from you and I've been getting throughout the day, that the issue of civil and criminal is debatable among the judges who are sitting in it. Yes, right. That, that is that, that, that is very debatable among the judges who are sitting in it. Because any the end, then one looks at particularly at, at the, the, the type of or, or at the, the verdict of the court mm. and also the merits why the court reached that particular decision. You know, you you, you look uh, when you go through again the the, the discussion. Mm. From the majority uh, to the minority, there was the question of: well, Are we talking about the common law uh, contempt, or are we talking about the 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 the, 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 uh, the violation of a, a criminal, sorry, of a constitutional yeah. uh, obligation by the former president? Yeah. I mean, what, what takes primacy between the common law and the constitution? So the debate was also around there. Probably not remembering it now. Uh, is there anywhere in the majority judgment, because it's obvious where the minority stands, uh, because the minority wants to call it civil, uh, in the majority judgment, is there anywhere, anywhere the criminal part of it is referred to um, in reading of that judgment? Not in really so much clear terms to okay. say that this is, we are here dealing with a person who has committed a criminal act mm. of defying the order of the constitutional court. Okay. But then when you read, you know, the judgment, the, the discussion, mm. you can tell that the, the judge, the, 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 the majority judgment does not really want to classify, uh, you know, closely this as a civil contempt. In, in, in so doing, not uh, depriving itself of making this particular or handing down this particular judgment. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, Prof. Appreciate your time. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.